I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah. So here's, here's my question, Al. When you basically ruined our lives moving forward with these hot chicken sandwiches, have and and how and raise did I look into it? Did I think about it? No, no. How how and raise called you out like they they basically called your bluff when you were saying it, and I said yeah, let's do it. How and raise reached out on Twitter yesterday and said let's make this happen. Has has anyone you know picked up the ball and tried to get this thing done? I'm hoping no. I'm hoping that no one has actually done the work yet. No, because that way we can just let it die on the vine, and then we don't have to worry about it. No, that's what's going to happen. Um we're going to do it. We're going to find a way to execute it. It's going to get done. And, you know, once uh, once we kind of commit to it, we just got to go through on this one. So we're going to have to make it happen. Howland Rays is just doing their job. That's what they do. They go out there and they make unbelievable fried chicken sandwiches that are incredibly spicy. And we have uh, we are just going to have to have how many, how many do you think you'll be able to eat half the sandwich? No. I, look, yeah, if, that's, if that's the, what I was thinking. I don't if, even know how much this thing now. is what I think it is. And, yeah. and like I said, I had the medium one a, a year or so ago. And it what if I did it? What if I ordered me. two chicken sandwiches? Mine was not spicy at all, and yours was that one. Yeah, and well. I was just like, oh man, let me get some more hot sauce. <laughs> um, we're gonna need what is it? Glasses of milk that are supposedly take the edge off of that. Nope. that milk is good. Milk helps. I've heard yep. rice milk. Um, uh, passing out. Um, <laughs> trip to the ER. Yep, forty-eight <laughs> hours. I am not looking forward to it at all. Oh, Emily just told me this. Sean McVay on with us tomorrow at 11.45. Also, head coach of the Rams, Sean McVay, on with us tomorrow at 11.45. Cannot wait to talk to him about that Monday Night Football game that is coming up. Um, Just a little bit of news. I saw it on on the TV here right before we are coming back. Sam Darnold out four weeks. He has an incomplete Mm. fracture of his, uh, I believe it said his collarbone. Um, that sounds awful. That sounds incredibly painful. You know what? I don't. I really liked Sam Darnold at SC. I thought he was super fun to watch. I thought he was going to be a good pro. I thought he was in a really bad position in, in New York with the Jets. He was. Yep. New coaches, new coordinators, almost zero skill around him. I think Sam Darnold's going to be one of those guys that just never happens for because he's in Carolina. He's hurt again. He wasn't playing very well to begin with. It just it, it stinks. I, I had really high hopes for Sam Darnold, and it just ain't going to happen, is it? I was talking with a buddy yesterday, and we were talking uh, talking about the Chargers, kind of how fortunate they got with Justin Herbert. Right? Oof. Remember, Miami had the fifth pick, Herbert went sixth, and I was asking, I'm like, do you think if if the Chargers had the fifth pick, they would have took Tua? Right? Like, That's I, a great and I I don't have I don't have the answer, but I, I'm. There was something about Tua Tua when he was coming into the league, and I thought actually he'd be a good fit for the Chargers. You're coming in, you're trying to make a splash in the NFL. I thought um, he could be a player that I, I could see a lot of people walking around LA with a Tua jersey, just mm-hmm. you know, looking at the high profile name and everything else. And that's how quick your franchise can change by just picking the right person. Uh, listen. Don't get me wrong. A lot of the times, it has a lot to do with who your franchise is, who's running the organization, who you're putting in position to succeed. That that is, it's undervalued how important that part is. But man, you can 
you can have the pick prior and take Peyton Manning, or you could be the Chargers and take Ryan Leaf with the next one, and that's just how yeah, these franchises. It, 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 it's a great point. They they were on the wrong side of it once, and they were on the right side of it another time. They, 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 as weird as it sounds, and I was I, this goes back to me being super old. I was working. I remember having the debate on the air, Ryan Leaf or Peyton Manning. And one of the knocks on Peyton Manning is, well, he's never won a game that matters. At Tennessee, they, they can't beat Florida. He didn't win the Heisman Trophy. Charles Woodson won. And we and look, look, Ryan Leaf took Washington State to the Rose Bowl. Washington State's a terrible program. And he took he took him to the Rose Bowl. He's a, There was a real conversation there. And in retrospect, it's just ludicrous. It is it is ludicrous that that was ever debated in a meaningful way this and while Tua doesn't have the problems that Ryan Leaf had uh it does feel like you got one guy that's gonna be around for a very long time and another guy that isn't it just that's just the way that it goes sometimes all right tonight at Staples Center Lakers and Heat and here's what I'm looking for from the Lakers. I would love for them to win the game, but like you and I have talked about, this feels like a game that's going to be a pretty pretty good test It'd for them. It'd be a big win. surprise it if would. they won. It yep. would. Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be a win. I'd prefer one. Doesn't have to be. What I would like to see is just kind of the rough outline of a team that's getting better, of a team that is playing better basketball for longer stretches of time. Because through the first 11 games of the season, it's been real. And to say hit and miss, that's being generous. It ha- it's mm-hmm. been miss. It's been almost all missed. There's been little pockets. I thought that the game against uh, Charlotte the other night where Ronda was in and he and AD were doing their thing, you're like, hey, there it is. Look at that. They're right there, right there. More of that. And then, you know, Ronda only ended up playing like 12 minutes in that whole game. It just didn't last long for reasons he got kicked out, whatever. Yep. I, I, I would love to just see the semblance of them starting to come together and look like a really good basketball team even if for a half or a quarter even better for a whole game but can we just start moving in a direction and god forbid we get a win against a really good team all right i'm going to try to be positive in this but i'm also going to be realistic you've said that a number of times now you and i both have talked about that we've said that going into a game against the Cavs. we said that going into a game against the uh oklahoma city thunder we've said we've had these conversations before we've mentioned it and these are against teams that you you know, can realistically say, okay, well, even without LeBron James, yeah, they're going to win this game. They should be fine. I mean, the game against the Charlotte Hornets, um, you mentioned they had a stretch where the, you had a, a moment in the third quarter where you're like, okay, this game's over. Lakers are going to close it up. Next yep. thing you do, you blink. Lakers are going into overtime against Charlotte. So to think that you're going to get what you're hoping for in this game against the Miami Heat, I don't feel that good about that. And, and I, I say that because maybe I'm wrong, and, and I hope I am, that the Lakers will play up to their competition tonight because we've seen them play down to their competition so far. But with all that being said, um, without LeBron James, they're 2-3. and three. Trav, we talked about this a little bit earlier. You know, you were kind of calling me out. Wait a minute. I thought when you have Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook – and LeBron James is going to miss a few games, mm-hmm. that you're going to be okay. Hey, thought that's why they're here. This is what Russell Westbrook does. He's going to go do what he was doing when he was in OKC, when he was playing with one other star. And I'm talking about when he was with Paul George or when he was in Houston when he was with James Harden. No, they'll be fine. He's going to – he'll fill up the stat line and Lakers will be able to they'll, – they'll be able to carry themselves with LeBron out. I don't have that confidence today. I mean, just based off of the five games that I've seen the Lakers play, they're 2-3 and in the two games that they have without LeBron James. Both of those games went into overtime to get the win against San Antonio and against the Charlotte Hornets. So um, I, I, I think this four-game stretch that the Lakers have, you got the Miami Heat, you got the Minnesota Timberwolves, the San Antonio Spurs, and the Chicago Bulls. 
if the Lakers don't have LeBron for all four of those games, and we really have not had any indication or update of when LeBron's coming back. Maybe this will just come out of nowhere that, hey, LeBron is available, but it, it the status report just says that he's out. I think if you're playing 500 basketball when LeBron is out, even with Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, and Carmelo Anthony being the most important players so far this year, I think you're that's probably the proper expectation to have. Yeah, I want to be clear about this. I'm What I'm about to say is not just me saying it's Russell Westbrook's fault. This is not a criticism of Russell Westbrook exclusively. This is a criticism of Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis. And what I'm talking about is, and I'm not just talking about you, Al, I'm talking just kind of collectively. We're making it sound like the Miami Heat coming in here or the Showtime Lakers. They're really good. Don't get me wrong. They're they're a good team. They're, they're probably the best team in the Eastern Conference right now. Maybe one of the best teams in the NBA. They're very good, okay? But this is the, their best. Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo and the rest of their, their Kyle roster. Lowry. Kyle Lowry. They're good. Yep. I, I'm not trying to throw cold water on the fact that they're good. But I've been told for a really long time, I believed, you know who else is really good? Anthony Davis is really good. Anthony Davis is a top five player. At worst, he's a top 10 guy. Hey, Russell Westbrook is a dynamic former MVP, can score it, can push the ball, can do all of these different things, unbelievably competitive, which, okay, great. Why all of a sudden are we just, ah, you can't beat Miami. You know, to, to beat Miami would be really, that's really asking a lot at this point. But you point. know the answer to why. No, I don't. Yeah, you I, do. The, the answer is, is that Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook aren't even anywhere near where we're making them up to be. So They're not. But that's your answer. You know, the, the answer is very simple. The answer is you've watched 11 straight games from the Lakers. <laughs> that's what I'm that's you know, the no, You're right. You're right about that for sure. <laughs> you are absolutely right about that. But what, what happened? Because it, at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. if I would have said, hey, listen, 11 games in, it's gonna be it's gonna be a little bit of a rocky ride. There's gonna be some good some high points, some low points. It's gonna be a little uneven. LeBron's yep. gonna miss some time. Um, you know, this is a work in progress. We're be gonna concerned need- right there. You don't right. even have to go any further without telling me the record. <laughs> okay, but now we've gone from 11 games to that to yeah, no. Ad Ad and Russ can't beat Miami. Carmelo Anthony playing as good a basketball as he's played in years on that team and they can't, they it's just you know it's, it's funny? weird how quickly what? it's changed from hey we got all these other guys in the event that LeBron is unavailable yep. or, un, or or he's not healthy to mm-hmm. well we just got to wait till LeBron gets back everything will be fine when LeBron that, that happened fast man you know what's funny is when i hear you explain it that way it's this game i don't look at it that way because i, I actually do think Miami is one of the best teams in, if if you told me if we could fast forward to the playoffs and you told me the Miami Heat are representing the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals, I really would not be surprised. No, there's neither a, would I. There's a few teams that can do it, all right? If if Philly finds a way to trade Ben Simmons and they can get some value back, kind of more of a vet that can help them today, they might be in the NBA Finals. Of course, if Kyrie comes back, or even if he doesn't, and James Harden game just continues to you know improve as the season goes, of course Brooklyn can make it. The Bucks were there a year ago, or you know this past year. There's a few teams, and Miami's on that short list of teams that can make it. I think you're expectations this is probably not even going to help uh from your own mental standpoint your expectations against Miami the way you're you know you're kind of framing it up what do you mean that Miami is this is going to be you know a game that you don't think the Lakers have a shot in yeah. because because they have these other players Trav they went to overtime against the Charlotte Hornets I, a couple nights ago I, and, and and I know you know that but I'm saying that 
this is what they're showing us. This is what – go and look at what – And that's why I'm concerned. And, and, and that's which is exactly fair. why I'm concerned. It's not that, that, that we've so quickly gone from – because AD's here because he's next. Right, AD is here because LeBron he's is next in his only if season. he has somebody at the same level that's of him, it. So, if not better. So that means he's not next. That means he that he's no, he's complimentary. Means, he's not the dude. LeBron's no, the it, dude. It means because when right now, given the opportunity to be the dude, this yep. is what we're getting. So here's here's the problem with that. LeBron is there. Ain't many LeBrons. So anytime you try to compare anybody to LeBron James, it's already not fair. What what he'll what Anthony Davis will have to be for the Lakers once LeBron hangs it up. Let's just use that as an example. Let me like let me grab a player from another team real quick. It would have to be AD and Damian Lillard. It's got to be like another player of that level, mm-hmm. right? And that's where AD is. AD, I I don't think if you told me tomorrow the Lakers are star- starting a new franchise and AD is the best player on the team and everybody else is less than him. I think you're going to have trouble competing for an NBA championship. So, but but just to kind of go back to your expectations of this Lakers team without LeBron James, I don't know about you, but this is what I've learned very quickly and easily and very easily early on in the season. They're a 500 team with Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook that's, and Carmelo Anthony. They look like a 500 team. They that's do. That's a problem. We we just we just predicted four games their next yeah. four that they would go 2 and 2. They're two and three without LeBron. Maybe that changes, but they're going to need to show us that that's going to change uh, rather than us just kind of talking about it. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. And you're, you're right. I agree with everything you said, but that's not what the story was coming in. It, and it has changed really, really quickly. And that's concerning because if, if, if the plan all along was as long as we have LeBron and some other good players, everything's fine. Okay. Then this happening would not be as concerning as it is, but what I was told was, even when Le- when LeBron goes to sit on the bench, Russell. We keep sold the you head a timeshare. We were trying to sell yeah, you a timeshare. I bought like four of them, and now, and now all of a sudden I can't flip them. Well, it's well, there, there's there's you. something. And let's talk about it uh, coming up next. But there's something more important I think to really hit on because at the end of the day, we could sit here and promote what the Lakers are without LeBron James. It is still 100% incomplete, and we'll take some of your phone calls as well coming up next. Uh, stay right here, Travis and Sliwa show. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-ESPN. And Trav, today's stat hero of the day, the Lakers 2-3 and three without LBJ. Yeesh. That's their record without LeBron. Um, we have absolutely no idea you know, when he will come back. Maybe he comes back within the next week. Maybe it's longer. But it's important to point out what they are, obviously, without Braun. With Braun will be the bigger concern and question of what this team can be. Now. Stat hero, the exclusive daily fantasy app of the Travis and Sleeva show. Stat Hero is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives a player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash 710 ESPN for 300% or for 100% deposit match. Again, 100% deposit, deposit match. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We need a show, Al. We need to get out amongst the people and hang out and party and do the show and party and then party and then do the show. That in whole thing. In due time, my friend. In due time. <laughs> you have a Drink plan? buffet. There you go. 
We could have, we could see Emily buffet. mix her three different cocktails in person. That's right. That would be exciting. The uh, the potato vodka. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's not just the potato vodka; it's the Arby's French Arby's fry vodka. Arby's French fry vodka. Yeah, that's like next level. That's that's a really good way to do it. Here we go again, pumping it, promoting it for them. So here we are talking <laughs> trash. Sales are through the roof. Uh-huh. Well, you're gonna Arby's come sponsor us. <laughs> sure, I, look, I'm here for anybody that wants to sponsor us. Well, welcome aboard. That's very good news. Uh, Travis Lee is brought to you by Goodyear, with you for every mile on the road to greatness. Goodyear more driven we're talking about the lakers against the heat tonight and like to see a little bit of a show up we'd like to see them start to move in the right direction I, you know what i just like them to be look awesome like if it was a good game it, it really would be, would. It'd be, be fantastic I, get staples center you know feeling a certain way against one of the better teams in the league i just want it to look good I, I, I'm not, and I'm not talking moral victories like, hey, let's keep it close. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just want to watch about, good basketball. I want to watch that team look like a team that can beat good teams. I want them to look like, hey, you know what? That looks a lot better than it did a week ago. That defense is a lot. And we, this is something we haven't spent a ton of time on now. Yep. Their defense is lousy. Mm-hmm. And they, they give up a ton of points. Almost every single night, they're giving up a lot of points. You, you see, here's something to keep your eye on when you watch the game tonight for Laker fans. Watch how often the Lakers get an easy basket, and then watch how often their opponent gets an easy basket. And it's really lopsided most nights, where the Lakers give up far more easy baskets than they get. And that's just defense. That's just understanding where you need to be, understanding where your teammates are going to be. Maybe there's some growing pains in there, but the defensive side, we spent so much time talking about shooting and turnovers and all these other – their defense has been nowhere either, Al. Well, listen, and you're right about that. And that's a mistake on our part to even you know sit back and – Anthony Davis in the last game had five blocks and he had three steals. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Anthony Davis, we know um, if he is the pillar for the Lakers, then they stand a, a really good chance of that's with everybody else contributing. They stand a chance once they get healthy again. LeBron is back. Talon Horn Tucker is going to be a big piece that has to be a part of this team. Kendrick Nunn was a, a good offseason acquisition that we haven't seen. Um, but what we've seen so far from the squad that they have it's 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 weird. I, I don't think Dwight Howard gets enough playing time. I think there are times that you Why know, do you think so? You know, it's, it's a good it's, question. I, I think they want A D at the five more. Okay? Let me let me give you a good example. You know how you and I have talked about and I think we were doing this yesterday, final possession of the game. This is in the um in regulation. And it's Anthony Davis taking a twenty two footer with the game on the line. Yep. When Dwight Howard is in the game or DeAndre naturally Anthony Davis ends up on the perimeter because there's already somebody in there. The problem, I think, you know, I I get the concept of the Lakers are probably going to play more small ball. I wouldn't be surprised if they start using AD more at the five. The problem is Anthony Davis doesn't go dominate the middle when he is the five, right? Right. So if if AD is going to stay more on the perimeter, I I don't think there's anything wrong with having Dwight Howard in more of these games. DeAndre Jordan, I think, has been beyond underwhelming, you know, so far to start the year. Um, but there's also these Laker players, you know, these guards, none of them. This was a conversation we we're having about Alex Caruso a little bit earlier. You used to have guards that play defense. Mm-hmm. KCP used to play defense. Mm-hmm. Alex Caruso used to play defense. No doubt. Now you got a number of players that I'm not saying that they're not trying. I'm not saying that they're not. Uh, you know, they keep saying this. Frank Vogel has a very complicated defensive scheme that it takes time to, you know, kind of catch on and uh, eventually kind of thrive with or whatever the case is. But you are right. It's 
it is our mistake to not mention the defense more. Yeah, and you mentioned AD the other night, five blocks, three steals. That's that's really impressive. They also gave up 123 points in that game. You know, it's just it's another. And it per- looked like they were getting stops. No, yeah. and it's another perfect example of the stat sheet not really telling the story that story, you're yeah. watching because 123 points is 123 points. Uh, let's try Vernon on the Dr Pepper hotline. It is Mike in Vernon. Mike, you're on with Travis Insley. So, gentlemen, I'm going to bring up three points, or, or actually four points. One, um, you guys keep talking about the downside, the downside of the Lakers. Keep looking at the look at the Bucks, look at uh, look at you know other teams that were really really good last year, and they're still struggling. I think that the, the league has kind of uh, leveled a little bit, and, uh, and and it's not so easy to just go out there and assume easy wins anymore. Uh, the easy wins are even very difficult to win nowadays. That's one. Two, you guys talked about Leonard having a, having a tough time and possibly could be the, the change of the ball. Well, couldn't the same thing be happening to Russell? That's, that's my second point. The third point. Okay, just, just real quick, real, real quick, Mike, Mike we, we want to take a couple of these other callers. So let's go off the first two points. Uh, he had nine points here, but let, let, let me do this. Let, let me do this. The first one that he said about other teams struggling, okay, you can make a case. I mean, Milwaukee's 5-6. and six. You know, the, the Bucks, the team that won the championship, are 5-6. and six. Um, But for the most part, I mean, Utah's still 8-3. Phoenix is now 6-3. and three. They've won five games in a row. Golden State. Um, Golden State is 9-1. and one. I don't know if I fully buy the, well, other teams are struggling. The problem is Lakers had the easiest schedule in the NBA to start off the season and where we thought they can really, listen, even if they started off the first 15 games, uh, 12 of the first 15 are at Staples Center. Even if they started off 10-5, and five, it wouldn't tell the full story. I agree. You, you, could, you could still say, well, they have, a, they have an easy schedule. But they, they took advantage of that easy schedule. Right. Lakers didn't do that. And I think comparing Damian Lillard's offensive struggles to Russell Westbrook's offensive struggles is an awful comparison. Russell Westbrook's not a guy that, that has been known to shoot 25-footers his entire career. He's not a guy that, you know, you look at the box score and you say, wow, did you see Damian Lillard got 55 tonight? That's not That hasn't been his game. And what we complain about with Russell Westbrook, it has nothing to do with offense. It has more to do with what's your shooting percentage, how many turnovers did you have, and are you quarterbacking the team in the right way so I I think it's important to kind of point out both of those points. yeah you're right there there are two things that he didn't mention like you can say this team's also off to a slow start okay it's the opponents like you mentioned with the Lakers opponents they've lost twice to Oklahoma City I think Oklahoma City's won three games okay and two of them are against the Lakers that's not good the other part is what does it look like? There's an eye test factor that matters. It does just like the stat sheet doesn't tell you everything. The eye test might not tell you everything, but it tells you something. And the eye test so far is, eh. you know, that I'm going to need to see a little bit more than this because individually, you can make a case that Anthony Davis is having a really good year. Look at the stats. The stats say he's having a good year. The Lakers good? Not right now. They're not. Carmelo Anthony's having a fantastic year. Okay, he's having one of the best years shooting the ball of his entire career through the early part. Are the Lakers playing well? No. You know, Russell Westbrook, the whole thing, right on down the line, there's an eye test to this that isn't just what it looks like on a spreadsheet. Let's try another one. San Fernando, it is Raul. Raul, you're on with Travis and Slee. Hello, Hello, Travis and Slee. Thank you very much for taking my call. I just wanted to bring up the point that when are we going to hold the coaching responsible for this? I mean, anyone who knows basketball can see that this offense is very poor, and it's not Westbrook's fault. 
and it sucks that he can't express it. But even with LeBron James in the game, what are they doing? They're spreading the floor. This is the first game that passed where they were getting into the paint. You can see the assistants getting on Frank Vogel, telling him in games prior about what are you doing and how long is this going to go on? Well, I, first of all, Raul, appreciate you calling in. Um, I'm going to go back to this, and I, I said it before. Everyone deserves blame. You know, if you want to isolate one player, I don't think you're watching Lakers basketball. I think you you should spread out the and, – and let me also say this. It's an incomplete project, and we are trying to base it off of Trav through 11 games. When, when LeBron misses tonight's game, we already know he's out. He'll have missed 50% of the games this season, right? That's not good. Six he's played in, six he hasn't played in. That's, that's just will be the stats of it. THT is going to eventually come back. So is Kendrick Nunn. Uh, collectively, including the coaching staff, including the players, it has not been a good project or a good product to watch so far. Still an incomplete project and, and will you know, incomplete product until we get a little bit further down the season. All right, I absolutely love this because I think this is the best example of why Cooper Cup has gone to a whole nother level than any stat I've ever heard of. This is fantastic. We'll tell you what it is next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Love remotes, Al. I'm, I'm kind of bummed that we, uh, we can't get down there in time to see Mason. That's no good. I want to go do that myself. I think we'll, uh, think we'll be okay. I think we'll be all right here. <laughs> got the doing? Lakers game tonight. Oh, yeah, you got to work tonight. Staples Center in a that. little bit. I keep forgetting that you have to go. Uh, what time is the tip tonight? 730? Tonight's actually 7, so oh, pregame will go 5.30, a little bit earlier of a start. I did look at this. Um, did you know this on the Lakers schedule? Is this going to change, or is this just what it is? What time do you think – first of all, do you think the Lakers play or don't play on New Year's Eve? Uh, well, the fact that you're asking me, I'm going to say that they are playing. <laughs> they play on New Year's Eve. Um, do you just want to throw out what what time do you think that game starts? It's New Year's Eve, so you've got to imagine uh, they'll do it earlier. 7.30. No, no, they would do it early on New Year's Eve, right? I'm going to say 7.30. 7.30, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the game. Who do they play? Tell, tell me it's a good game. Uh, Portland. Okay, that's good. It's you a decent to, game. Yeah, you get to see Dame. That's always yeah. good. Dame's always fun to watch. Why don't they – you know what they should do, and I'm not kidding here. Why don't they just let people stay there till midnight and celebrate? <laughs> and pop, then pop some champagne at pop some midnight champagne. and uh, kick off 2022 in style. Why but we've got to say, day. New Year's Eve is an overrated holiday to begin with anyway. New Year's Day is much better, I in agree my with you, Emily. My favorite line about New Year's Eve comes from the legendary Dean Martin, who said it's amateur night. 
right? It, it, if you if you know what you're doing, you don't need New Year's Eve to go have a good time. It's it's a, it's an amateur night. The guys that don't, I don't know question how to do it anything you just said, nothing. And I actually agree with you. I'm not a big New Year's Eve fan, uh, bro. Seven thirty tip on New Year's Eve. <laughs> it's pretty late. It's pretty late. That's your. That, that's Couldn't have squeezed in a twelve thirty, a two o'clock tip. Couldn't have squeezed in something a little bit sounds, different. Sounds like an SP. That would be a Sliwa problem. Yep, ESPN right. Radio that's is right. brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. How great is this? We know that um, Cooper Cup is having a great season. Yep. I don't know if you know how great of a season is taking place because here's what's happened. He's just the 17th player in league history to have 1,000 receiving yards and 10-plus touchdowns wow. in the first 10 games. Okay, wow. That doesn't happen very often. Since the merger, only one other person has done that way back in 1990. That was Jerry Rice. Okay, So mm-hmm. the list is Jerry Rice and Cooper Cup. That's pretty good company. If that wasn't good enough proof that he has entered a totally different stratosphere of, of his game, how about this one? Cooper Cup's dad does not automatically get gifted Cooper Cup in his fantasy league anymore. Before it was, yeah, you can have your kid. It's kind of cool. You know, third-round yeah. pick, whatever. It's fine. He can go over there and do that. And now it's like, oh, hell no, Dad Cup. Your kid's one of the best wide receivers in football, the best player at his position. He's going in the draft with DeAndre Hopkins and Devontae Adams and everybody else because that's the sort of guy he is. Yeah, what are you doing? Are we trying to win here or are you trying to just give uh... – <laughs> It's no charity service when you're trying to get a squad, but that actually, you know, that does talk about how great of a season he's having. Obviously, that connection with Matt Stafford's been amazing. So, how about this? You mentioned Matt Stafford. Bill yep. Barnwell wrote a really interesting column on uh, on ESPN.com, ranking the MVP candidates, and Tom Brady's on there, and Aaron Rodgers, and all the Kyler Murray is on there. You know, he has the number one MVP pick at this point. Number one, not on the list, but the number one, the most valuable player through the NFL through the first nine weeks of the season. You know who he has? Tom Brady? Matt Stafford. Mm. And that includes the game against Tennessee on Sunday night. And you want to know why? Here's why. Number one in the NFL in yardage, 2,771. Number two in touchdowns with 23. First in QBR, just under 70 along the way. And here's the deal. While he had a terrible game against Tennessee on Sunday night, He's having an unbelievable – he only has six interceptions. That's including what happened. He hasn't fumbled the ball once. He is passing at such an elite level that the next closest guys are way behind him, way behind him. This isn't just he's a little bit better than everybody else. He's significantly better in all of these most important categories. That's how good he's been, and that's why I think Monday night against the the Niners, Lee, is such a sneaky big game for him. It is so well, important because he did play terribly against Tennessee. It was a primetime yeah, and game. I, 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 let, me, let me just jump in for a quick second because everything that you just said, it all kind of becomes irrelevant. As When I say irrelevant, let me, let me kind of explain what I mean here. These primetime games, these big-time matchups that are coming up, and they're coming up the second half of the schedule. There's some fantastic games that the Rams are going to be in, and Matt Stafford is going to expect to be the foundation of many of those games, sure. certainly on the offensive end. Um he had an awful – before you blinked on Sunday night, he had spotted the Titans 14 points. And yep. I don't think that's going to happen again. I mean, I'm expecting that it won't happen. He made some critical mistakes. There's a stat here that Emily put up for us that um, he's 8-15 and 15 in primetime. That's his record in primetime games. Now, it's not fair because it's the Detroit Lions and – a lot of your success is going to depend on, okay, what squad are you on? What do the other teams look like? Some stats might be 
Um, they might they might look bigger than they really are. Other stats I don't think tells a full story, and this is probably the case. The beauty is you don't have to you don't have to worry about the A and fifteen primetime record. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. He's got games coming up that are all big time, and we're going to kind of get to see when Matt Stafford is every single week in front of the spotlight. What kind of Stafford are you going to get? Well, this is Monday night is big deal because this. You keep saying that. I, it, you're it, selling it, me it, on this. It's I, a big I agree deal. with you. It's a big deal. The Niners are a bad matchup for them, have been for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. The Niners are desperate, desperate. They have won a home game. They're in last place in the division. And because the NFC is so top-heavy, there's like three really good teams, and then there's just a bunch of average teams after that. San Francisco still has a chance to get into the playoffs, but not if they lose on Monday night. If they lose on Monday night, and all of a sudden they're 0-5 at home, they're 0-4 in the division, they're just they're dead in the water. That's a huge problem for them, so they're going to get San Francisco's best shot. It's a chance to bounce back after what they did against Tennessee. Because here's the other thing. I know, and I'm guilty of this. Mm-hmm. Walking out of SoFi on Sunday night, it was the Rams got absolutely stomped. Yep. They didn't. This is what's so weird about it. They had two really catastrophically bad plays, both of them by the quarterback, the pick six and the interception that basically gave them another very easy touchdown. How about this, Al? Do you know how many drives of over 30 yards, 30 yards, I'm not talking 50 or 60, of over 30 yards Tennessee had on Sunday night? (laughs) Not many. Two. Two. Mm -hmm. So it's not like Tennessee was running the ball up and down the field on him. And Tana, the, the Rams' defense was really good. You can't defend a pick six. You can't defend when you give the guy the ball on the two-yard line after throwing a, just an inexplicable explanation. The Rams' defense stopped Tennessee. So, the Rams, were they didn't move the ball great because quarterback threw a couple interceptions. They, they, it wasn't as bad as it looked. It was a terrible performance by the quarterback who, other than the one bad night, has been great all season long. So this is, this is why I go back to it. I, I think... Look, you can say everything that you just said, but ultimately at the end of the day, I don't think the Titans were ever in risk of losing that game. I, I think agree. the Titans had full control of that game. I agree. And it, it just it just kind of adds to the allure of what we have coming up. You have kind of gone out of your way, and we'll get a chance tomorrow. You mentioned Sean McVay will join us at 1145. Um, I think there's something to what you're saying about, you know, sometimes you look at the schedule, and we're already looking at at Green Bay. You're looking at, oh, they got Baltimore down the road. Uh, Arizona's coming at up. At Arizona on a Monday night. You're looking at these games. I think this one that you're sliding in there with the 49ers, it makes a lot of sense. Like, I, I get what you're saying, and I, I, I think before if I thought, oh, this is just another game to get to those other ones, that's not going to be the case. No, this is a big deal. It, it On paper, maybe not, but if the eye test and everything else that we've talked about it is a very big deal. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. The Dump is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You mentioned it a minute ago. Sean McVay will join Slee and myself tomorrow at 11.45. So we got you covered with your Rams football tomorrow, uh, 11.45, Sean McVay. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but I think it bears repeating out. Alex Caruso went on with J.J. Redick and was talking about uh, why he's in Chicago, why he's not still here with the Lakers. And it's pretty interesting because you let's listen to this. It, at least to me, feels like he really wanted to stay here in L.A. with the Lakers. 
so essentially we got that offer, went back to LA, asked if they could do the same, said no, asked for something else that was a little less, said no, and said, okay, well, if that's what that's what it comes to, I'm ready to go, ready to go to Chicago and you know, start the next chapter. And that's really telling. No, they 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 got the offer from the Bulls. They took it back to the Lakers and said, Look, can you, if you guys can match this, we'll stay yeah. here. Yeah. Lakers said, No, we can't match it. They said, Well, what if we do a little bit less? No, we can't do that. And well, okay, I got to go take my money at that point. Lakers, and I was I was wrong, hand in the air, full mea culpa. The Lakers desperately miss Alex Caruso. Well, it, it's funny because you know I, I love the way I love Caruso giving those details. Sometimes we never kind of really get a chance to hear what happens in the background, especially for Laker fans. You know, Caruso was this was a dude that not was was not just beloved by Laker fans. His story. How he got to the That's league, great. the fact that he was playing two way, and oh by the way, he was a great asset to this team for you know the years that he was playing with the Lakers, and obviously that championship run, and he plays the game a certain way that it's a lot of times you had to have him on the floor in crunch time, and Caruso was just great, all of that. I do find it interesting because you know he was given Lakers every opportunity. Hey, here's the deal: this is what my value is in the market. Here's another team in a, a similar size market that's offering me some good money, can we figure this out? And the answer was no, we can't figure it out because if they wanted to, they'd have brought him back. Now, there's a little bit of incomplete with the guard position for the Lakers. Mm-hmm. If they were making a decision between Talon Horn Tucker and Alex Caruso, they obviously made a decision that they think Talon Horn Tucker has more upside that – um, the the stock that he could potentially become since he's only 20 years old is higher than what you're going to get with Caruso. Caruso probably more of a short-term play than a long-term play. Okay. Either way, um, Taylor Horn Tucker is going to eventually have to come back and Kendrick Nunn is going to have to eventually come back for the Lakers to show that, no, 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 the decision we made made sense and here are the reasons why. Look what these guys are doing. But up to this point, you cannot make an argument. Avery Bradley, um, Go down the list. Avery Bradley, Rajon Rondo, Wayne Ellington, uh, Malik Monk. Monk. Nobody has said, I'm the guy. You know, like, you can't, you have to have me in at the end of these games. This is what I bring to the table. Caruso used to be that guy for the Lakers. No, look, this is f- philosophical, right? That what yep. What is going to make your team better? Is it more star power? Is it more glue? Because Caruso is glue, right? He does all those things that you talked about. He's hustle. He's defense. He can knock down an open shot. He cuts to the basket at the right time. He just he does all of those things that maybe don't show up when you look at the stat sheet at the end of the night, but they show up when you're watching the team play. <laughs> they, you, you watch a Laker game with Alex Caruso, you're like, yeah, he's an important part. I get, you go back to the bubble, right, when they won the championship. He was on the court at the end of the game. Yep. And that's really all you need to know. The five guys that were on the court at the end of the game, Alex Caruso was one of those five guys. They thought maybe we can replace what he brings by bringing in this handful of other guys, and this guy will do this, and this guy will do that, and we can cobble together something that's similar to what Alex Caruso was giving us. But the devil you know, right? You knew exactly how Alex Caruso fits with Anthony Davis and with LeBron James and with Dwight Howard. You've seen it before. It works. There's no question about it. It absolutely works. These other guys, maybe it'll work, but it's not working right now. They're still trying to shuffle it around and see which piece fits better with what other piece. But I I was wrong. I thought that they could go out and find other players that could replace what Alex Caruso does. And so far, they just, they absolutely have not. You know, it's kind of funny. You know who's starting to make kind of that case a little bit? 
there's a lot of games here where I think Coach Vogel's saying, I didn't think Austin Reeves was going to be, you know, this big of a mix into this Lakers team. He is, Trav. I mean, he, he kind of, um, I think he has some characteristics that match a player that grinded for two years of just, hey, let me scratch and claw. Uh, I, he said something during J.J. Reddick's podcast, Caruso did yesterday, that 32 teams for a couple years thought I wasn't good enough to be, you know, a mm-hmm. rotational player on their team. That that's why that free agency was so important to him. That okay, so this is my chance to, to go get actually, you know, get money that's going to be future wealth, and it doesn't have to be two hundred and forty million like somebody else is signing. I got thirty-seven million for four years. It's an unbelievable contract for him. But I think you know, just to kind of go back off of that. Uh, there is, there's been nobody that's come in and said, "Hey, I could be what Alex Caruso was to the Lakers." None of the guys that they brought in. All right, let's go to the dump. Nikola Jokic, after the cheap shot that he threw at uh, Markeith Morris, has been suspended for one game. Jimmy Butler and Morris both got fined. Jimmy Butler got fined uh, thirty thousand dollars. Markeith Morris got fined fifty thousand dollars along the way because the the shot that Morris threw at Jokic was. It's right on the edge of being a dirty play. I don't think it yep. quite was, but it was it was in the ballpark. He was in the neighborhood. But Jokic, you know, reigning MVP, really bad look awful. for him to do what he did. Just a awful, bad deal. Listen, listen, awful look. Uh, you never want to see it. Oh, by the way, November 29th, the Denver Nuggets are in Miami. So you don't even have to wait that long before these two teams go back up against each other. It's kind of interesting. Lakers are facing the Heat. They'll be the first team. I mean, there's some good storylines to tonight's game. Part of it is Miami's first game since that happened. So they'll have a little chip on their shoulder. And, oh, by the way, Lakers beat the Heat in 2020, and a lot of those players are coming back. So 19 days away before that rematch between Denver and Miami, what happens? Because it's not it's not like it's three months away. It's a couple of weeks away. Is it yep. still really heated to something? Is there a fight or because everybody's watching and paying attention and everybody just missed games and money does everybody stand out uh i think uh hard foul on Jokic at some point you know that just that's just part of the game i think you'll get that from them it's the miami heat and i think they have a culture that comes with that squad go look at the players that are on that team there's none of these guys are the ones that are are going to back down or anything along those lines and if they feel like they were wrong they'll they'll try to send a message bad news for you out you will not be people's sexiest man alive this year that that award goes to uh paul Such a rudd. shocker <laughs> you just missed i yeah. think you were runner up and then paul rudd clipped you at the end yeah well i don't like him <laughs> What do you I don't mean like everybody you know, likes Paul Rudd. Sometimes he's the, you go out he's there the most likable guy in the world. Sometimes you go out there and you try to give praise to people that do certain things. You know what? No, Paul Rudd is fantastic. <laughs> Paul Rudd is dead does. to you now. I, look, I, I'm, I don't know. I mean, he's handsome enough, but I think that he's the most guy at 50 that looks like he looked at 20. That's a, that's a good award to have. He certainly wins that, but sexiest man alive? I just he's never really thought of him He like hasn't that. aged a day. At all. He hasn't. he hasn't. He literally looks like he's 23 and he's starting a band. <laughs> no, he's, he's a very youthful-looking guy. He moisturizes at night or something. I don't know. He's got something figured out along the way. Uh, happy birthday to Tracy Morgan, who turns 53 years old today. Tracy Morgan is hilarious, Al. If you feel otherwise, you're wrong. Do you watch that? What's uh, what's his show that he's... OG? Uh, do you watch it? The last OG. The last OG. Um, I've seen episodes of it here and there, but no, I, I've heard I don't it's really know good. Well. He's great. He's, it's Tracy it. Morgan. He's And the best part about Tracy Morgan, mm-hmm. no matter what character he's playing, he's just Tracy Morgan, and it's awesome, and it's hilarious no matter what he's doing. How do the people find the pod, Al? All right, ESPN app or on iTunes, just search Travis and Sliwa, catch all full three hours from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Monday, Monday through Friday. All right, so Mace is out at Bastards in Downey. Sedano and Cap are going to be out there as well, so if you're in the neighborhood, go ahead 
and check those guys out. Don't forget that tomorrow, Sean McVay is going to join me and Slee. That is at 11.45, and hopefully we're talking about the best Laker win of the season. It's Travis and Slee, 710 ESPN.